Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Oh, I love the vibe of that song. It just makes me happy. I don't know. Makes me want to do a little dance or something, and you don't want that, I promise you. Um, But welcome to church, everybody. I'm glad you're here today. And if you're a guest, we want to give you a big clap and tell you we're glad you're with us. What a beautiful day. Cold outside, warm inside. Feels good, but I'm so glad you're with us. Hey, um, before I jump into so many things happening that I want to share with you today, I I do want to let you know that our church is growing and probably faster than even we anticipated, which is wonderful. In our second service, we have completely run out of parking spaces, and we have filled every single spot. Our parking team, can you give our parking team a good clap? They're out there working hard, cold and rain, they're in it, but they've told us for the last two weeks that we've had no more parking spots, completely full. And so what's going to happen is, is that's going to fill into this service, and pretty soon we'll have the same issue here. So I want to let you know a couple things. Number one is uh, Clayton Holmes next door has graciously offered to us to use all of their parking next door, and they said they would do it free of charge. They just want to be a partner with us, and so... Um, But here's what I want you to know. They also said, though, they want to be completely free of all liability. So if you have a a fender bender, if you get a flat tire, whatever, don't call them is all they said. They said just you can use it, but don't call them. So amen to that. Also, our ushers who I so much appreciate in our services and um, what they're going to be doing in the ongoing future is when it gets crowded today, not so bad in here. I mean, it's, it's pretty full, but going to come point where they're going to come down your row and they're going to say, hey, can you scooch over a little bit? Because we got two or three people who need to sit on this row with you. And you're going to look at them and go, oh, it's my pleasure to scoot over. (laughs) Right? You're laughing, but that's what's going to happen. Amen. So um, I'm just letting you. So can, before we even get to that, can you give our ushers a good hand for, for having the awkward conversation with you? So good. Listen, we're on day 14 of 21 days of fasting and prayer. Wow, it's been great 14 days, uh, not without some temptations in my life. Uh, Last night, I felt the temptation. I I wanted crackers last night. I don't know. I had a craving for crackers. I, I said no. I said no. I did. I said, Lord, I want your anointing more than I want that cracker. And um and, and so I shut the pantry. I want you to know, I had a box of crackers in my hand last night. I did. I was, it was at that moment, and I felt the Spirit say, what are you doing? And I said, I want crackers. And he said, do you want anointing? And I said, yes. He said, put those crackers back, and I did. Amen. So victory, amen. Hey, if you're a first-time guest with us, I want to let you know we're in a fast right now. And uh, fasting is a powerful way to connect with God. And If you never have fasted before, I just want to let you know that we as a church are in a 21-day fast, 14 days into that fast, and what we are doing is we are eliminating certain aspects of life, uh, some foods, uh, whether for me, I'm eliminating all the breads and all the sugars, all the desserts and all the, the Cokes and Diet Cokes and all of that, and simply eating really healthy foods and 
uh, it does not include crackers. And so um, that, was, that was part of it. I've also decided to eliminate some activities in my life or at least switch some. And, and so instead of listening to any kind of music other than Christian, I'm just on Christian music only. And um, if you listen to 90.5, it's kind of fun. You can hear Craig Thomas and the gang on there, and they're a lot of fun. And you can hear some of the same songs over and over and over. It's awesome. So love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, so uh, I, I make fun, but I, I do really enjoy it. And so I, for 14 days, I've been hanging out with, with the gang on 90.5. But, uh, and so God bless them. I'm grateful for Christian music being played. Do you know it plays a role in the atmosphere? You know it does. They're, they're just releasing worship and music all over our city all the time. And, and somehow that plays a role in what the church is doing. So God bless them. Uh, so um, if you want to learn more about fasting, you can go to the previous two weeks and listen to those messages. I've talked more about fasting. But to those that are here for the first time or maybe you didn't begin your fast or maybe you fell off your fast, the temptation, you know, got the best of you. So grace on you, don't worry about it. But let's, let's have the next seven days to, to fast. And I wanna invite you to, to press in and fast. And, and I believe it'll be a powerful seven days for you. I believe seven days is plenty enough for you to reset your spiritual walk with God. And so I'm encouraging you to step into that. And I believe that this year, as you fast and pray, that God will see you. I believe God will recognize your heart. He'll see your, your effort to, to please him and to, and to come before him humbly, to, to seek him through fasting and prayer. And I believe that out of that, he will bless you. That's why I've been declaring since we started this fast, and I prophesied over your life, but this is your year, amen? And um, so let's just let it be your year. I want it to be my year. I want it to be the year for our church as well. So... Uh, next week, we're going to break the fast together when you come. We're going to take uh, communion together. So we're going to have communion at your seat. And at the end of the service, to break that fast, we'll take communion together. It'll be a special time. So um, that's next week. Today, we're closing out today's service day with baptism. It's going to be fantastic. And um, can't wait for all of that. Amen, church. So let me pray. I'm going to jump into a quick message for you. Father, I love you. And our church, we love you. That's why we're fasting, God, because we love you. Uh, Lord, the reason we're fasting is, is we want to draw close to you. And so, Father, in this message, use this as a, another way to, to strengthen our faith and to, to strengthen our hearts towards you and let us draw near to you. And, Father, as Gina ministered to us today, uh, I pray that the words that she, she as, a, as a pastor of this house, ministered to us, that those chains would fall. And, God, even in my message today, let it partner with that word and that you would do great things. We pray it in Jesus' name. Can I get a good amen? Yeah. Amen. I want to talk to you today on persistence. Persistence. In other words, not giving up. Uh, not, not quitting on the fast. Not quitting on what the prayers are in your heart. And I've titled today re, to reset my persistence in prayer. And some of you have been praying for things for a long time. There are things in my life that I have prayed for way beyond 21 days and into months and years at times. And, and today I want to remind you to, to not give up on what you've been seeking God for. As a matter of fact, I just want to say to some of you, and just as a way of ministry more than preaching for just a moment, is that I know that some of you have been holding on to dreams in your life. And, and you've been, there have been some things deep in your heart and you've just been holding that and from time to time, you bring it before the Lord. And, 
And some of you have been just waiting. Lord, when is the breakthrough coming? And you're, you're waiting and you've been faithful and you've been asking God for something in your life. And, and I want to encourage you and prophetically give you a verse. And I just want to speak it over you today. Habakkuk 2.3 says that for the vision is yet for an appointed time. In other words, there's a dream that's in your heart. And God says, I put it on my calendar. And he, he, he has determined the time and the place and the, the circumstances. And he says, the vision is yet for an appointed time. And though it tarries, the Bible says, wait for it. Wait for it. Don't give up is what he's saying. And he says, why? Because it will surely come. And so I prophesy that over your life. And when your breakthrough comes, I want you to know it will be at the right time. It will be the perfect time. It will be wonderful. It'll be better than you expected because you expected one thing. God waited a minute to prepare something and now it's better than you could ever expect it. It'll be exactly what you need when you need it. And God will show up and do what he always does in our life. God is faithful. And so I'm prophesying to you as you fast and pray and as you tarry and you wait and you stay faithful to God and you persevere in your prayer, I want you to know God will show up in your life and he will do something that will blow you away. He'll do something that will force you to say, I give God all the glory. This is your year. So don't give up. And if it gets more difficult, don't give up. If it tarries, don't give up. If the enemy comes against you, don't give up. If it seems impossible, but you know in your heart God has said, don't give up, church. Can I get an amen? It will surely come. And so I'm, I'm inviting you today and hopefully inspiring you to, to level up your faith for today. That that has seemed impossible, God says is possible with him. That that seems to delay, God says is on the way. Keep your faith, keep your heart. Keep your dream, keep praying. Keep on fasting and never give up. It's a good word. It's a good word. That's a word for you today. Jesus encouraged us to, to pray and never give up. He encouraged this kind of persistence persistence. He, he, he encouraged us to, and the Bible says in Matthew 7, verse 7 through 11, and this is how he, he describes persistence. He says, keep on asking. Like, how long do you keep on asking? He just, it didn't define it. He just said, keep on asking. Matter of fact, there's going to be some things in your life that, that don't come about in 21 days. I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I want to prepare you. Some of the things you're asking, 21 days are going to come and you're going to have to keep on asking. You're going to have to stay in it and, and persist and you will receive what you ask for though. Like it's a promise from God. Keep on asking and you will receive. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Listen, I believe that doors of opportunity will open for you. I believe those who are seeking something in your life, the door will open for you. I believe it's in the word. I'm not just making this stuff up. This isn't just random thoughts. This is what the word of God says to you. I believe that there'll be new jobs that will open up to you. I believe the things that you're praying about, the doors will open. The Bible says in verse eight, for everyone who asks, 
I'm in that game. Are you in that? Are you everyone? Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks on the door, it will be open in Jesus' name. I believe this is a marked 21 days. I do. I think it's a 21 days that God set aside for us to, to seek him and to press in. I believe it's important that we reset our spiritual life. And we are resetting it. But also, I, I understand that over the years that I have prayed for things for 21 days, and, and there have been moments that God has supernaturally moved, and, and I could tell the stories, but um, I, I've seen God move. You've seen God move on your prayers before, but I've also seen the delays, and I've seen the times when I prayed, and I'm like, God, where are you now? And sometimes in 21 days, God says, well, your appointed time is a little later. Now, I'm an impatient person at times. And so I try to convince him, well, now is a good time. And he said, well, I've, I've appointed the time. And he calls us to, to stay, to, to remain. He, he calls us to, to keep on praying and, and to keep on seeking and to keep on knocking. And though it tarries, we keep on waiting because it will surely come. And, and in a fast, and, and when we're praying, we're, we're praying with faith. I'm praying with an expectation deep within me. I, I'm, I've seen God move, so I'm not going to say, well, maybe he will. No, I know he will. I, I don't give that up. But also, I'm aware that some prayers take more persistence than 21 days. And, and I don't want you to come out of this 21 days and, and to lose heart and to lose faith and to think, well, it didn't work. And so therefore, why do this again? And, and, and I want to encourage you to, to be persistent. Fasting is this practical, it's, it's tangible. It, it's, it teaches us persistence. It, it's, the, it's the temptations to, to grab the crackers. It's the temptations to, to slip off. It's the temptations that, that challenge us, that train us to stay faithful to God. It's, it's the natural things at times that train our spiritual life. And, and when we are persisting through this fast, it's like, I think of a fast like a, a micro event. It's an it's a, it's a intensified 21 days and, and, and our physical bodies are, are yearning for something. And, and in that, we, we begin to say no to our flesh. But what's happening is, is we are learning how to persevere and how to stay on course and how to say yes to God even when it's difficult and when things don't seem to go the way we want. We, we have to stay, say yes to God over and over through it all. We never give up. And God's calling you to be a person that never gives up. And the fast is just the, the, the training ground for many of us. Especially in this last week, I want to let you know that as you're fasting, if you've been 14 days in, you're going to feel some temptations to, to, to take your foot off the pedal a little bit, to, to maybe coast it out. I'm almost there. Uh, maybe you may have the temptation to, to, to do something against the commitment that you made to the Lord. And, and, and I want you to, to, to instead of messing up or, or giving up or letting up, I want you to, to level it up today. I want you to think about this, like rather than, than backing up, maybe combat your fasting fatigue with going a little deeper this week in prayer. 
Maybe take another step. Maybe you've taken, you know, five minutes in the morning and listen, take it to 10 minutes of prayer. Maybe you've been reading just a, a quick devotional, having the, the, the verse of the day, and maybe it's time to have the chapter of the day. And just and press in a little bit further. Maybe for the last seven days, you set your phone and you're praying in the morning and the afternoon and the evening for a season. Seven more days instead of, instead of backing up and giving any ground and giving the enemy any space in your life, say, I'm not going that direction. I'm going in deeper. He's calling us to a deeper heart for him. I believe God wants to do great things in our life. He's gonna do great things in our church and we wanna press in. Your flesh is gonna wanna give up. The enemy's gonna lie to you through this week. He's a great liar. He's gonna whisper in your ears. He's gonna say, is God really hearing your prayers? Like, is this just a bunch of hunger? He's gonna tell you you're in a hunger strike. Well, you're not in a hunger strike. You're in a seek God season of your life. And, and he's gonna tell you things like, well, God, is he really going to answer your prayer? He's probably gonna tell you, you, you know, you haven't, you haven't fasted enough. He's probably gonna say, you, you haven't done enough. Let me tell you, it's, God's not looking at do it enough. He's looking at your heart. Some of you are feeling shame and, and you're like, well, my life is too messy. God won't answer my prayer. Yes, he will. Everyone who seeks, everyone there's not a disclaimer on there that says only the pastors. And, and just to let you know, pastors don't have it all together. I'm having to claim this with you. That God will answer our prayers. But the enemy is trying to say, say to you, this fast isn't working. He's probably going to say to you, you don't feel any different spiritually. And I want you to know we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith, right? And he will say, this, this isn't your year. He's going to say, it wasn't your year last year either, and it's not going to be your year next year. It's going to be the same old thing in your life. He's going to say, you're going to be circling that same mountain over and over, and, and the doubts creep in, and you start thinking, well, I don't know if this is all worth it. That's what happens in a fast, and the enemy starts planting those seeds. And, and I want you to just to make a decision today to be faithful to God. Not because you feel it, not because like you're, you're seeing answers to prayers everywhere. Maybe you are and praise God, but maybe you're not. And your answer isn't to give up, but it's to, it's to level up. It's to go further, decide to have faith because God's word says to. Like we stand on his word. Are you standing on his word? Well, what does the word say? Well, it says it like this in Luke 18. It says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Some translations, when you read that, will say that you should always pray and not lose heart. Don't be discouraged in it. I believe it's easy to, to lose heart in, in prayer. I think it's, it's, it's a natural tendency to get discouraged in prayer at times. Because prayer is really, I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's hard work. And I think we miss that factor of understanding that prayer is hard work. Prayer takes time. Prayer takes your concentration. Prayer takes saying no to 
television and no to something else so that you can give this time to God and pray. That's hard work. Prayer is, prayer is like labor at times. Like it's, it's, it's powerful, it's beautiful for sure, but it's this persistent work of coming before God on a consistent and regular basis and, and, and praying even when you don't see something, you say, God, but based on your word, I keep praying. And, and that's, the, that's the work of prayer. And, and I don't want you to be duped into thinking that a, a quick little dab will do you, but sometimes you gotta persist and you gotta hang in there and you gotta keep going and you gotta go against the grain and you gotta go against the enemy and you gotta go against your natural tendencies and, and persevere in faith. Don't lose heart. It's this dogged determination that we have to have at times. There, there's a place of, of spiritual tenacity. It's, it's resolute in your conviction to pray until God moves. And you just say, I'm just going to pray. And you don't put a 21-day deadline. You put a, a, a time of God, I'm with you until... And I'm, I'm one of those people, God. God, I'm just gonna be one of those people that are just faithful. And I'm just gonna keep doing the right thing and keep believing the right thing. And, and I'm just gonna see that you move one day. There's a story in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, and Rachel, she's married to, to Jacob and she had not born any children. And in her desperation, she cried this out. She said, give me children or else I die. Like that was her heart. Like, it, it, she wasn't just like, well, God, if you, if you feel like it, I don't want to bother you, Lord. Listen, God wants us to have that determination. Humbly, but passionately. Jacob, the same one that was married to Rachel. The Bible tells a story about how he wrestled with God. And that he, he held on and he, he wouldn't let go. And he, and he said in this wrestling match, he said, I won't let go until you bless me. Like he said, I, you're, I, you're not getting rid of me, God. Like I'm not quitting this thing. And I'll hang on all night, I'll hang on all week, I'll hang on for 21 days, I'll hang on for 31 days, I'll hang on for six months, I'll hang on for six years. If that's what it takes, God, I'll be your man, I'll be your woman that stays in it. That's the kind of people God is calling us to do and as fast as preparing us. And so Jesus gave that illustration and he said, pray without giving up and pray until you get that breakthrough. And then he gave this illustration. He said there was a judge in a certain city. And he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. It says a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, he's like, Phew. I don't fear God or care about people. He's a really great guy right there, isn't he? Isn't that the kind of judge you want? Sometimes I feel that in our own current land. 
But this woman, he said, this woman is driving me crazy. And he said, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. This is Jesus telling us this is what to do. Verse six says, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? And will he keep putting them off? And no, he won't. In this story, the judge did not fear God. He did not care about people. He was an ungodly man, an ungodly just judge, sorry. Yet in the end, he answered this woman's request. And the only reason this ungodly judge answered her request and gave her what she wanted was because she kept on bothering him. She just kept on keeping on. She just kept on knocking and she kept on seeking and she kept on praying and until finally the, the judge said, she's driving me crazy. There was a tipping point. There was something that happened in that judge's life that was a tipping point and, and it, it became a point where he said, it's better to answer her than to put up with her. Jesus did not give us this parable to say that God is like that judge, by the way. Matter of fact, he is completely unlike this judge, which is why we ought to pray and seek our God. I want you to know that God loves to answer prayers. This judge, he did not want to take care of her. Our God does. God is on your side when you pray. That judge, he was like, uh-uh, I, 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 no, I don't want to help you. The story is to illustrate how much better it is for you and I when we pray to our God. The judge was unfair, God is fair. The judge had no personal interest in this woman. He, he was like, I don't even like her. I want you to know, God likes you. He loves you, he cares about you. This judge answered her cry out of self-interest. Like he answered her because he was wanting to get her off his back. It was all about him. I want you to know that God loves to bless his people. He wants your good. He gets up and thinks about you and he orchestrates life because he loves us. God is not selfish. He is a generous God. He is a righteous God. He is a wonderful God. He is a caring God, a kind and gracious God. So when we persist in prayer, it's about drawing close to a God who loves us. And the reason we persist in prayer is not to change God, but to change something in us in the process. And persistence is something that develops the character in us and prepares us. And you can write this in your notes, but persistence prepares us for the future. For 19 years, I have prayed and many of us have prayed for God to bring us a, into a church building. And, uh, and by the way, oh, our church turns 20 in April this year. So 20-year-old church um, and three months in our building. So I don't know what that says about the previous 19 years. But um, 
I think we should show, throw a pretty good party on that 20th birthday. But, but for, for years, we've prayed for God to open a door for us for a building. And then in the last five years, the intensity of that prayer has increased because we were in this portable church season and, and it was difficult. And, and many of you are, are sitting here in a building you didn't have to set up this morning. And to all of my setup people and breakdown people, I, I still am grateful for your faithfulness. As a matter of fact, that's part of what I want to share is that in those difficult times, we, we were persistent. Many of you were per- persistent and you, you pressed in and you, you kept going. And, and as a church, we didn't give up. And this past Wednesday when we were in our first night of worship in our, in our new building and the atmosphere was electric and God's presence was so evident amongst us and the auditorium was full and, and I, I was standing up here in the front and just having a moment of, of reflection and, and how sweet this was. It was a sweet moment. It was, it was just a moment where I was like, Lord, we get to do this. And, and there was a a place of my worship that was so like, God, I'm just so grateful for you and the answered prayer of having this space. And, and, and I, I just was in that moment so appreciative. And I felt like God said, you're standing in your answered prayer. You know, like, remember that. And, and let that build your faith for what else to pray for. And, and I was just so in that moment and And I feel like that God did so much through those five years and I think he developed some things in me and developed some things in our church and I know that prayer of persistence just changed my heart and now as we stand in God's blessings, I'm at a place where I can say, surely the Lord did this thing and and surely this is all about God now. And, And all I wanna do is lift my hands to him and say, God, I give you all the glory. Uh, the parking lot is, is full, and God, I give you all the glory. It's not because I'm a great pre- preacher or the music's that great or whatever it may be. It's because we're here to find God, and, and we're knocking, we're seeking, and we're, we're diving in, and, and God is honoring that, and he is drawing people that, that are hungry for God. Listen, we're hungry naturally, but what are you really hungry for? We're hungry for God, and, and it's working, God is working and he is moving. There's a special atmosphere here and, and God is moving in our life and I just, I have to give him all the praise and that's what he's done in my life. And he's doing it in our church. Why is there a delay in our prayers at times? Well, God's, God's working on us. And in just three minutes I'm going to give you the last point because it's just noteworthy it's important but I want to save time for baptisms Um, and I'm going to go ahead whoever's doing keyboards you can slide on up I'm going to slide this down pretty quick one of the things that holds back those prayers though is is a demonic force Uh, you're you're it's it's a spiritual battle and and you need to know that when you start praying, you're, you're entering into a battle. And, and the enemy hates it when you pray. 
He doesn't want your faith to grow. He doesn't want God to move powerfully in your life. He doesn't want us giving God the glory. And so the moment you pray, the devil gets nervous. But he puts action to his nervousness. And I believe that the, the devil believes that in the American church and, and, and even in our church, I believe he thinks that, that the, the church has grown weak. And if the enemy can delay God's answer, that the church will give up. And I believe that's what he thinks. And I believe he's seen it too often. But he's just run into a new church today. He just, he just ran into Life Church. And, and he just ran into a, a group of people that are more than just a happy, clappy group of people. We're a people that are seeking God and fasting and believing that, that by the power of God that we will break through and we will see the move of God and we will bring more people to life in Jesus and we'll see our sons and daughters come back to God and we'll see our, our loved ones who have fallen off, they're gonna come back and we're gonna pray it in and we're gonna see God move in a powerful way. We're a not today devil church. There's a story in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 10. And, and just, I'm gonna summarize this, but Daniel was praying and it says for three weeks. Well, then put up Daniel 10 too for me. He was praying for three weeks, so 21 days. This is where we got our 21 day. And it says he ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched his lips. That's the Daniel fast. You can look up a Daniel fast. And, and he says, I use no lotions. And I, I don't, there, there's some context to that. I think we should put on deodorant, amen. <laughs> Remember, easy 21, 21 easy. But at the end of three weeks, this, an angel came to him. An angel did. And it says, Daniel, you're precious to God. And listen, you are precious to God. And he said, listen carefully what I have to say to you. And he said, stand up, Daniel had fallen out. And he says, for I have been sent to you. Listen, God is sending but he said when he stood up, he was trembling. And, and listen, this angel came. And I want you to know there are angels. I believe in angels. I believe angels are a vital role in our protection. And, and I believe they are God's messengers. And I believe they also serve God as heavenly spiritual warriors. And so this angel revealed to Daniel what was going on when he started praying. He gave us a glimpse into a supernatural, into a heavenly realm. And he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray. So listen, we're 14 days in. That first day when we started praying, since that first day you began to pray for understanding and humbled yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. How great is that? He says, I've come to answer your prayer, amen. But, look church, check this out. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. We're getting a glimpse into a supernatural battle going on. And there was an assignment by a demonic force to protect that region from, from God and from the kingdom of God. And, and that angel was was battling for 21 days this, this demonic force. 
And I believe there's a demonic force that does not want you to succeed. There's a demonic force that does not want our church to succeed. There's a demonic force that does not want our city to experience a move of God. There's a demonic force that sits over America trying to destroy America. And God is looking for people that will persevere and pray and seek him for 21 days, for 28 days, because he has an answer that's on the way and it's a spiritual battle going on. God will hear your prayers. And the devil always opposes prayers. We don't struggle against flesh and blood. Man, our tech team, you're having a hard time keeping up because I'm flying. I want you to know delays are not denials from God. And God always answers prayers. The angel said in verse 14, he said, now I've come. And that's my word for you today. Now I've come. Now, I don't know if your now is today. I, I, I hope it is. It might be in seven more days. It might be. But he has a now for you. If you'll pray and be persistent. Amen, church. Amen. Those chains will fall off. The thing you've been holding on to, God has an appointed time. The dream in your heart. God heard you the first time you dreamed it. Don't give up on it. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you that we're a strong church body. I thank you that we, we persist and we don't give up. I thank you for a church that has spiritual strength. Father, in this really holy moment, if there are people that have never made a decision to follow you, I ask that you draw their hearts in. There are people that are here that have never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I want you to know, if that's you today, God loves you. He cares so deeply about you. And he's asking you today to make a decision to follow him. If you just turn to Jesus today, he'll forgive your sins if you just decide to follow him today. And just in this moment, no one's looking, but I'm gonna invite you to lift your hand to me and say, Pastor Tim, I'm one of those that's making a decision to follow you today. For the first time, I wanna follow you. Is there anybody here to raise your hand and say, Pastor Tim, today, I choose to follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. He came to earth. He died on the cross to forgive my sins. He rose from the grave to prove he is the Son of God. I choose Jesus. I decide today to follow him with all my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen, church. Amen.